Sport Tracks on SAFM. John Karika. Speaking of royalty, rugby analyst, defence coach at UWC Rugby, Thurlow Peterson joins us now. How's it going, Thurlow? Hey, John. How are you? Lick, have you been drinking since before the URC or are you behaving yourself today? No, I've been on a hold. Waiting, <laughs> waiting for me. Want, waiting for. I don't want to speak too early. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with these things. Because there was there was the New Zealand Australia cricket match that was starting a little early this morning. I thought, is it time to crack a beer? I thought, no, better not. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 been a long wait. It's been a long day. <laughs> and There's only so much you can do on it in a in a day. Yeah, we talk about this day. Um, one of the issues I have over the last uh, the last three weeks, I guess, maybe maybe the last month as well, is. With this Rugby World Cup, where the matches only happening over the weekends, there's a lot of writing. There's a lot of time for speculation and and thinking, which is dangerous because the internet, when it starts thinking, is a dangerous place to be. And we we had the 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 post England game, and we've had the uh, the Afrikaans word for side. I guess <laughs> I can I can say it. Sakina said it on the radio yesterday, but I I can't bring myself to say it. But it, so this game. Although this game, like Ben was saying, it seems quiet from New Zealand or are we just so focused in South Africa, on South Africa, that we've forgotten there's another side on the field tonight. But I think that is so true. But I think it's also because it's that one piece of hope that we have, <laughs> that there's something good that can happen in this country. Yeah. That everybody's pushing green and gold, left, right and center. And uh, maybe it's just because of who I follow on Twitter and Facebook and who I interact with, but it does seem as if the country, although I drove past the students at, at UJ that's coming into work and none of them were in the Springbok jersey, but the malls are full of Springbok jerseys and that's great. Yeah, no, it's, it's green and gold everywhere, but I think the flip side to it is that it causes so much anxiety. <laughs> People are on their nerves because yeah. like, the expectation is so big because of who we are playing. Oh. I mean, they said after after Saturday night semi final that you know this is the World Cup final that everybody's been waiting for. Yes. But the other side of it is that we know this opponent so well and oof, it can go anyway. This final can really go anyway. Okay, before we talk about the actual game, we do have to go back a little bit. It was it was one point each against France and England. It's uh, or, or, yeah, I, f- I forget. It's all just a blur of rugby at the moment. Uh, are we? When I say we, have the sp- are the Springboks ready for this, or will they have been spent from their two qu- from the quarterfinal semifinal? Look, I think it's it's a bit of both, but I think because of of who the rivals are, who the game is against, the boys will just pick themselves up yeah. naturally. I think my one concern is Bongi. Um, he's played majority of the games mm. since Marx has been out, so and we need him badly. Um, and he needs to put the 80-minute performance in non-negotiable um, because otherwise they target our lineups, they target our scrums, and we've seen now how good our scrums are when Ox comes on. Yes. So that's going to be a tough ask for him. You know, but hopefully the seven-one split also works out, which is another risk on such a big stage. Oof. So, no. so to to explain that to non-rugby people, Bongi Mbanami is the only hooker we have in the team, so he has to play eighty minutes. Nobody else can take that position. Then there will be seven other forwards, so the, the entire pack can be changed. But Bongi Mbanami will be the last man standing there. Oof, that that's the plan. That's the dream. That's the hope because he's the only certified hooker. Right. Um, Yes, and I think that also yeah, sends shivers down my spine. I think that's because uh, it's a gamble. At the end of the sure. day, it's a gamble because 
France was a big game. He played a full 80. Oh. England was a big game. He played a full 80. So his body must be... I mean, he deserves... Not that the Sharks are going to give him a holiday. <laughs> no, the Sharks need him badly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, and then the... the, the the, the, you see, this is again we, okay. We got a minute. We got ad breaks. We, I want to continue talking about the Rusty Jacques Nina mind games because take four scrum halves to the Rugby World Cup and you put one in the final. We'll talk about that and other things in a moment. Don't go away. Sport tracks on SFM with John Kerika. We'll take calls. We'll take messages as well as we build up to the Rugby World Cup. My guest is defence coach at UWC Rugby Thurlow Peterson. You can give us a call on 86 WhatsApp as well. You know the number 0614-104-107. Mokupo is saying, is it not raining in Mtata for watching the game at the stadium? Mokupo, it's rugby. You watch in the rain. That's what we do. Rugby fans watch in the rain. Ask any Western Province supporter. That's what you do. Well, it's, at least it's what you used to do, Thurlow, when rugby was a winter sport. Yeah, it's no longer a winter sport. I mean, we've been spoiled. Nowadays, when it rains in the Cape and, and you have to train or you have to play, then people almost shine away. Can we cancel it? Can we play on day? <laughs> nah, that's not right. You play on a mud patch is what a Cape Tonian does. Okay, let's talk about mind games, the Russie mind game. After all of the talk... 7-1 split on the bench. So there's seven forwards. There's one back. Remind me who the back is? Uncle Vili. Vili. Okay. So uh, who can bring? Who has been temperamental over the last couple of games? Yeah, not, not been at his best. Mm. Um, and we're hoping we're saving his best for last. <laughs> but again, big gamble. Because if Faf gets injured, then obviously yes. he's got to cover a scram off. Then Vali's got to go to win. But if another back gets injured, then the likes of Kwaka has to step into the back line. Uh-huh. So the gamble is real. And we know that the, the last the, the box play, the 7-1, was against the All Blacks at Twickenham. But I'm not reading too much into into that game. Tonight's game is, is yeah. the do or die. Yeah. And, I mean, you speak about the gamble. Four scrammos, you're only playing one. Mm. How wild is that? <laughs> like, how wild <laughs> is that? So Fafta Clag has to play 90 minutes today. Andre, he doesn't have a choice. Andre Pollard has to play 90 minutes. Colby, uh, sorry, Dalenda and Creel, who are our defensive, our defensive wall, have to yes. play 90 minutes. I mean, 80 minutes. Well, 90 minutes, I guess, if you're adding all the times these days. No, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be epic. And I think that that the mental side of that is so important, for, especially for the backs, right. because can you really play to your utmost best and, and really risk it? Knowing that you've only got one back on the bench, mm-hmm. I think that's a difficult side for a backline player because you know if there's a if there's a, the nine on the bench, there's someone that covers inside um, inside backs, someone covers outside backs. You've got a little bit of of, of freedom, so to speak, to, to actually just to guard, to play your game, right. and to give you all. But if you only got one back on the bench, you know that's mentally, emotionally, from a player's perspective, that's a total different scenario. So the pressure mm-hmm. on the force to perform. It's massive. You see, Sir Khaleesi, it's raining in, in France, by the way, just so you know. So that's going yeah. to, that is changing the game a little bit. And I guess they must have looked at that weather when they announced the side. The fact I mean, that it will be a forwards-driven game because of the weather. Um, Sir Khaleesi was saying as well, what he does is, um, you know, he doesn't question the coach, he says, when they get pulled off. It's a team effort. But they've given their all. The coach can see that they're not at... 100% anymore, which is why they get replaced. And they understand that. But like you say then, let's talk about the backs for a little bit. When Delendi and Creel have got Barrett and Ioni running at them from minute one because they might get replaced after minute 60, then that's the difference, right? 100%. And I think that that will be the All Blacks 
go to, I suspect, um, even though it's wet conditions, mm. they play in wet conditions in New Zealand. Yes. Um, and so they so they used to it. They, they their skills are good. So that will be the go to. Our game plan in the wet weather will be different. Um, so, oh yeah. So the way we manage our backs, the way we play with our backs, um, that's going to be so crucial. Last week our backs never got a lot of ball. Chesley Colby didn't mm. get a lot of mm. ball. Kurtley Orenson didn't get a lot of ball. Um, neither did Damien Willemson. You know and. and then you think it's it's X factor guys that that really can seal off a game, but they're not getting ball. So it's it's just a total different thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the New Zealand side, Aaron Smith almost played the the scrum half, almost plays a fly half position, and then Mwanga and Barrett are playing the first pivot, as it were. He, yeah, you, you've got two fly halves almost that are ready to do anything. Ioni Jordan. Uh, Barrett and Talia. I mean, that, they get the ball. You've got to stop them. And if if our players by 60 minutes are exhausted, what are you going to do in the last 20 minutes? I mean, that's all he can do. He's <laughs> only got one guy on the pitch. His next best thing is to take. And Billy and Billy is not having the greatest game of his uh, greatest time of his of the of the Rugby World Cup. Uh, okay, let's talk about the support. I want to go back to the Chies and how hmm. important. Uh, you, you touched on it right at the beginning. How important is this rugby match, not just for rugby in South Africa as a whole, as it did in 1995, but for for South Africa as a whole, do you feel? No, I think it's it's massive. Although the effects won't be too long-lasting, in my opinion, mm. because obviously the, the reality is that life goes on. So what's important is that I think everybody just embraces the moment. I, I heard someone today talk about if we could have more people that could think and act like like a jock and Russia did in mm. business, mm. in um, politics, you know, in all spheres of, of life within our country, how much better things would be. So there's, there's yeah, but it's, it's, off, it's such a difficult one because we wish that the, the impact that winning a World Cup can have would happen in South Africa. Mm. But, I mean, we've seen from 2019 that there's not really much that does change okay. besides the hope that we always get through the success of the Springboks. Do you feel it at your club where you are playing and, and you are coaching that that the boys, the young men, young women as well, uh, feel slightly different? As as players, they know that, all right, this is, I'm now aiming for such a high level, I need to try a little harder. No, definitely. Um, I mean, there's, there's players who, who don't even play first team that have that ambition, mm. that have that team, you know. <laughs> so the, what the Springboks do and, and how how they serve the game and how they serve our country, um, it really does send so much hope throughout South Africa and it's, it's actually wild how people really rally behind them, even though there's, there's so many All Blacks um, right across South Africa. Um, it, it, it's, it's wild. It really is crazy. Uh, there was a question that came up on Twitter. Why? What is it with the All Black support in the Western Cape? What, what's that history? Can you remind us? Look, I think it's, it's a lot to do with what happened in the past. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also a lot to do with maybe style of play mm-hmm. um, because of, of the way they always play and, you know, the tries they score and, and the entertainment value that they bring. Um, because at the end of the day, sports is entertainment and people do want to be entertained. So um, it's the same with, with, there's not a lot of people who support Bafana in this country yeah. and they wouldn't openly admit it. Um, same with the cricket. There's people that, that support Australia. But I think purely because of the rivalry between New Zealand and South Africa, it just hits home a lot more when people of South Africa support New Zealand.
Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you notice it a little bit more. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about the game. We've, we've spoken about some of the technicalities. Um, you and I have been horrendous when it comes to predictions. So <laughs> what I'm doing is I, I, I'm going to rely on the bookies, and I've picked one bookie. I'm not going to say who they were. But New Zealand are the favorites by – you can't get a smaller margin if you tried. Um, yeah. Five to six for New Zealand, South Africa six to five. Like that's how close it is. And the the handicap minutes is one point. That's that's what they are predicting for this final. But when you look at it, you look at those two teams and you say, well, pick a winner. You you can't do that, Thurlo. No, you can't. You you can try. Um, you, you can support the Springboks, but you can't say, <laughs> I think even the most diehard Springbok fan is not going to predict that they will win by three points or five points. Look, someone said this morning that the Springboks will either win by 12 or they'll lose by 15. <laughs> you think it'll be that big? Yeah, you see. I think that um, those last 10 minutes, the Springboks have won their games in the last 10 minutes, twice now. And I think that's what's going to suffer with the 7-1 split. I don't know. Well, if they do their job, it wouldn't come down to that, would it? Because I think they need to nail the first 20 minutes, yeah. get in the lead, put up points, because then they can see out the game with the, with the reserves coming on because mm-hmm. it's a fresh back, yeah. um, fresh energy. And, and we've seen them do it the last two games. So that's not the issue. The issue is if, if they're behind, are they mentally, emotionally stable enough, strong enough to do it again for the third time in a row? Yeah, again and again. <sighs> now, if you want to put some money down, both Will Jordan and Kirtley are scoring a try. Is it 7-1? to one? That's not a bad bet, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, Will Jordan's going for the record for nine tries in, in one World Cup, which yeah. is massive, um, with the likes of a banner, with the Jonah Lomo, yes. with the Julian Sevilla. I mean, and... and the weirdest part of it all is, again, it's, it's been so under the radar. Mm. Not a lot of people have been talking about it. When in previous World Cups, it's, it's been the buzz. And I think that's one thing the All Blacks have most properly done well this World Cup, is to keep everything under the radar. They've played the underdogs very well this round. Definitely. Definitely. And I think, also again, listening to all the pundits, all the zoo of the zoo, mm. they are saying that because it's... Because Foster is going out, mm. and he knows he's, he's going out. He's not chasing a contract. It's less pressure. So everybody's just enjoying the moment, mm. which is almost a scary thought because, I mean, obviously, the Springboks are playing for a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so I don't know. Oh, it's going to be tough. <laughs> uh, what was that stat that New Zealand, ha- New Zealand have only ever lost one game in a final or one Rugby World Cup final? That was against South Africa. And South Africa have beaten New Zealand in a final. And I think that's the important stat here. But records will be set. Does doesn't matter who wins. It'll be the first team to win uh, four times. Yes, so yes, so yes. that's there's just so much on this game. Um, if I told you, let, let's go back to the beginning of the Rugby World Cup. It was going to be a South Africa Island final. That was the prediction. Island, best team in the world at the time. Uh, South Africa were looking very strong. A South African Island final. Are, are you happy as a rugby fan, not a South African Springbok fan, as a rugby fan with the Rugby World Cup? Oh, I'm, I'm very happy because Southern Hemisphere rugby is back um, <laughs> yeah. on top where it belongs. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm more than happy as a, as a if, if you put me in the general rugby mm. public bracket. So, I mean, it was nice to see the, the Irish um, take a loss. The French took a loss in the quarterfinals, mm. which was obviously hugely unexpected. Even though they tried very hard, I mean, you can't discredit them for the effort that they put in over four years. Um, and then mm. you look at England, who within a space of 12 months, 
um, had a new coach, went through the lowest of lows uh, weeks before the World Cup, and they end up making a semi-final. So I think, yeah, this this World Cup really served us up a lot. Um, there was expectations, um, there was permutations, but I think the best of the best is is playing the last one. There were a lot of talk about the draw before the tournament, but it threw up some interesting, the other half of the draw, the not South Africa half of the draw. So uh, the fact that Fiji made it through to the quarterfinals, Australia not making it through to the semi uh, quarterfinals, uh, that was a big story. Uh, watching Portugal win uh, a Rugby World Cup game for the first time, that was something to behold. Uh, Japan, there are about Samoa winning a game. There are these lovely little sub-stories that if you're making a documentary that you could focus on uh, leading up to the big games. Definitely. And, but, I mean, prior to the World Cup, they did talk about it being the World Cup of upsets. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest ones is obviously number one and two, not being the final. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then your, your, it's your Portugal, it's your Fiji, um, Samoa almost beating England. Mm. Um, getting to know new players from teams, I mean, even Uruguay, they came through, they did well. So I think this World Cup really delivered, um, even though people were very optimistic because of how the pools were drawn and, mm. and what the semis and quarters would look like. I think it really delivered so much. It, it, it's, I think it's broadened the, the spectacle to the rest of the world. And I think that's exactly what, what right. the rugby needed. Yeah, just looking, even the quarter, we forget so quickly, only six points between England and Fiji in the quarterfinals. England were worried. No, definitely. Um, but I think it was so good. I think it was really, and I'm, I think an a England-South Africa game, imagine yeah. what that would have been like. Yes. That would have been brutal. Yeah, yes. Okay, so New Zealand or South Africa? Uh, I want to hear first uh, from your. Okay, obviously we know you're supporting South Africa, but from your head, deep down, are you going to call a winner or are you just going to let this one go? I actually said this morning, box by two. Because if you take the quarters, one point, you take the semis, one point, yeah. then it's two points. So <laughs> South Africa by two. Trying to work yeah. out how to how you get two points in a rugby match is so close. That's that's that's, that's a missed conversion. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. no! <laughs> oh, don't put that on Andre Pollard. Uh, did, oh, sorry, we didn't talk about. I wanted to talk about that. Pollard having to play eighty minutes. He he, he <laughs> four weeks ago he wasn't fit. He's playing eighty minutes of rugby World Cup final. There's something special in the water that these rugby guys drink. Definitely, and I think that's also mentally it's going to be a different approach for him because coming off the bench is, is it's a different mindset, yes. different energy um, than starting again. So I think he'll be um, under a bit of pressure to perform because obviously Lepok has carried the team majority of this year and yeah. he's done well. Yeah. Um, he didn't do much wrong last week at mm. the 30th minute. So Pollard's going to have to perform. He's going to have to have a, a match-winning performance because that's what he's there for. And obviously, if he doesn't pull it off, I wouldn't want to be him. I wouldn't want to be his wife. I wouldn't want to be his family because <laughs> off the ripple effect of that in this country will be horrific. But thankfully, he plays overseas, so he'll be fine. There's <laughs> a little streak for you. The team leading at half time has gone on to lift the trophy in every single Rugby World Cup final to date. All right, a little summing, summing to take home. The team leading at halftime has gone on to lift the trophy in every single Rugby World Cup final to date. Um, let's talk uh, 
uh, was my life the Fafta Clack we've spoken about? Will he be able to do it? Um, yeah, that playing 90 minutes at fly, uh, 80 minutes at fly half. That oh, um, Ben Ben was just saying to me now, uh, he wants he wants those big boys of old to be able to. Um, to be able to show their performance. We want to see the big boys. But I'm looking at the lineups here, and when I'm looking at Estebeth, Mostert, Khaleesi, Detoy, Vermeulen, and I'm happy with those guys. Yeah, those are, in five years' time, these guys will be legends. No, definitely. I mean, they're already legends in their own right after 2019. Yeah. Um, but now they've got to back it up. And, right. and, and I think that's, that's a great part of, of professional sport at the elite level is that the best of the best are able to do it week in, week out. And, and that's the pressure that, that, that they face, that, that they've got to face, that they've got to confront and, and take that challenge head on. All right, let's wrap it up there. It's been good, uh, Thurlow. We'll talk. Let's talk again next week. Let's analyse the Rugby World Cup uh, as just, just quickly, if you don't mind. No, that will be perfect. All right. That will be perfect. Thurlow Peterson, Defensive Coach, University of the Western Cape Rugby. Thank you very much for joining us. He's predicting two points to the box, I'm going to assume, but two points either way. I think that... <sighs> Can we handle it? Kitsov, Mbunambi, Malherbe, Elizabeth, Mostet, Kalisi, Dutoy, Familen, De Klerk, Pollard, Colby, Dalende, Creel, Aronsa, Willemse. Then the bomb squad, Faree, Nche, Nkanye, Klein, Sneeman, Smith, Visa, LaRue. That's it. There are 23 men that have to stop De Groot, Taylor, Lomax, Retallick, Barrett, Frizzell, Kane, Savia, Smith, Mwanga, Talia, Barrett, Ioni, Jordan, and Barrett. And then Takioni, Williams, Lualala, Whitelock, Papali. Oh, Whitelock's coming on. Uh, Papali, Christie, McKenzie. Damien McKenzie's coming in later. Anton Leonard Brown, number 23. And us, the fans. You're with SAFM.